Hi there, this is Tell Me About Your Elf. It's a show where I interview people and the characters they play in Dungeons and Dragons and other similar role-playing games. I'm your host, Cole Laster, and today's guest is my good buddy, Blake. So, Blake, tell me about your elf. Uh, one of the few characters who actually isn't an elf on your show. Yeah, so far, I think elf is a popular choice. Yeah, I, I never really got that. I've always... I mean, I think dragon porns are like the coolest thing, but I, I still can't roleplay those yet. I haven't figured out quite how to nail that down. But my uh, my character is a human druid. Uh, basically, his name is Beecher E. Everby. And basically, he's just this awesome druid who pretty much his whole goal in life is just to become one with his bee brethren who took him in as a young orphan. Okay, so you're kind of playing around with the was raised by wolves trope, but <laughs> going, um, it sounds towards bees? Yeah, like it, an absolute impossible like symbiosis pretty much. It's just, they took I, I basically just did it off of the idea of a pun. Mm. Like I just he he's a character who just enjoys bee puns and everything about them. So he was found as a young boy taken under the wing of a colony of bees. And <laughs> basically he follows his queen, the queen bee. And uh, yeah, he just never really wanted to go out adventuring. He just wanted to serve her uh, faithfully, all that good stuff. But um, unfortunately she had other plans for him. And I, unfortunately, like I can't really justify him being able to talk to bees as a level one druid, but I, I like to think he's just sort of weird and aloof, and just he thinks he can talk to them, but really they just sting the crap out of him, and he just thinks he just stole all their honey while he was a baby. I think well maybe um, the maybe like the raising process was really difficult, but since bees communicate in like a little dance, maybe he finally picked up <laughs> on the shimmies or something like that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah, I might have to. But. Uh, <laughs> Other than that, like, I don't know where the subtleties of the bzzz will, uh, where it comes from, if it's a local dialect or otherwise. Um, so, you said druid. Uh, we got a human. What is uh, his background? Uh, which one's the background? That's the hermit, right? I think right? so. Is that what we're talking about? Because, like, I have a whole, like, background written out mm -hmm. for him, and, uh... It, I didn't want to just read it off, but like it's, I think it's pretty fantastic. I'll yeah, try go to for it. Not so from the start, bad, we but, got um, a we got a raised by bees druid, humid, human, oh, it's humid, but um, <laughs> and get, break us off a little piece. All right. Well, yeah. Basically, uh, he realized he owed most of his existence to the charity and kindness of the bees that fed him as a baby. He somehow grew six feet tall, subsisting only on honey. Not not quite sure how that happened, but whatever works, you know. Magic, I don't gotta explain <laughs> shit. Uh, so, yeah, Beecher, basically, he toiled for years, like, building colonies, building hives for the colony, just being a simple worker bee, essentially. Has a huge respect for the working class, and then he worked his way up to become, you know, the law and the warrior of the colony. And basically, I've written down that Beecher's uh, unsurpassed strength compared to, you know, bees. Of course, yeah. Not <laughs> The bar set pretty low, but he made him the most capable warrior in the colony. So he thinks he's the hottest shit ever. Like, he is strong. He is capable. He, 
he can beat back hornets and spiders like it ain't nothing. And he thinks he's like the best adventurer out there. And then he actually encounters a goblin and almost gets his fucking teeth kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this does explain a lot about Beecher. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, this might come as no surprise to any listener, but uh, Beecher is in a party that I moonlight in with one of my elves, and it's it's good to hear this because, like, you know. You, you you see only so much when you're in a game, but it's really when you get them on the hot seat that's when you start hearing the good shit. Yeah, I um, like I said, there's so much to him too that not you don't innately get. Like I've written down that he always faintly smells of honey, mm. and every time he tries to shake someone's hand, he's always sticky. Oh. Like he's always dirty. Oh, that's and sticky. awful. <laughs> Just makes everyone around him uncomfortable. He doesn't understand it though because you know he's raised in a freaking colony of bees in the woods. He's a yeah. hermit. He doesn't get the outside world. Mm-hmm. So he's traveled far from his colony. He's trying to look for work and stuff like that. Um, and he's just an absolute aloof idiot. Doesn't understand the inner workings of the world. His interactions with people don't translate well mm-hmm. at all, which I guess explains his negative one charisma. That, yeah, that could explain it. Prior to us being officially on the clock, we were discussing the wisdom stat, which naturally as a druid ones if you're wanting to play a semi-capable druid that should be your highest uh, we we're discussing on how um difficult it can be sometimes to justify your stats being on how you play as the character maybe he is really wise by b standards i don't know uh <laughs> but he's got the confidence he's got that it. confidence it's that big b energy um so <laughs> I uh, got that. It took took me a second. Not as wise as Beecher. <laughs> um, so, what does he look like? So I'm like, uh, what does a man who's raised by bees look like? See, that's that was one of the funnest designs I think, because I personally like to have a nice idea of my character as I'm making mm. them, and I started with just like the idea, bees. How far can I push this concept? How far can I absolutely destroy this world and make something that no one would ever mm. see? And basically, I just somehow made a weird paladin-y looking guy with like a, a beekeeper helmet, but like made into a like imagine like a sort like a beekeeper mm-hmm. hat, but on top of it, it's the sorting hat. Okay. And he also carries around a great club, which is basically a giant honey wand, like you see the Honey Nut Cheerios mascot wielding. Yeah. I was like, huh, that could be a dangerous weapon. <laughs> So, I mean, if you had to give me a honey-shaped weapon, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, if if uh, Cheerios wants to give me a shout-out, man, uh, for an endorsement, that'd be Donnie awesome. Man, Kellogg's <laughs> remains silent. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting on that call. <laughs> Please, man. I had a really lenient DM, and he let me get away with so much crap. So, basically, every spell that I had... Poison spray, all the classic druid spells. I just reskinned to have mm-hmm. some sort of bee semblance to it. Like poison spray is now pollen spray, yeah. uh, or like blight is now just an infestation of bees just swarming and just absolutely demolishing everything mm-hmm. in its path. And pretty much all the things he transforms into are just some sort of reskinned wolf or uh, thing to be an actual bee, because that's just that's just how he is. What is it that you call the wolf? The <laughs> oh, the the Beowulf. The Wolf. I remember you saying that, like at the table, and like I wasn't reading it. 
So I was sitting there going, like, he knows it's Beowulf, right? And also that was a person. <laughs> like, but then eventually, I don't know why it didn't click. And I was like, oh, yeah. Beowulf. Oh. Yeah. All right. And then a, <laughs> then a beer, like if he's got to be a mm-hmm. bear, or a octo bee. That, that one well, was... The- yeah, a little tougher to <laughs> swing. So, so you partake in the wild shape then? Oh yeah, it's probably one of the funnest things you can do. Just, just, just pretty much like makes anything trivial. Just pretty much become an onion druid. Yeah, the it, peel back the layers. <laughs> do you? So you play an? I guess in this case you're the party tank. Uh, if okay. Mm-hmm. And he, I like to think he thinks he's the party leader too. He, he tries to keep everyone on the straight and narrow as much as possible, mm-hmm. but um. Like I said, he's also kind of an idiot, too, and the party almost always has to hold him back from making an absolute ass of himself, which he does on a near-constant basis. So does the party take well to being, like, being... I'm not gonna... I'm going to hear it. <laughs> I'm gonna hear it every time I say But just, like, party just takes, like... Do they think, like, oh, he's just really into bees, huh? Like, uh, how does... Since he's having a hard time adjusting to society, how the hell did he end up with friends? Not, not to say nothing. He's a likable fella, trust me, but, like... He, it's it's hard to explain. He he's just I, I like when I'm trying to role play. Essentially, I like to be the character that brings the party together, mm-hmm. like brings the best out of everyone. I don't want to just like be this guy twirling a dagger in the background, just have a brooding personality. It's like everyone is his friend. Essentially, he wants to bring them pretty much into the fold of every conversation. Mm-hmm. He is the world's friend, so he. he <clears throat> Sorry, I kind of got off track. What was the question on to be that? Be honest, one? I don't remember. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so basically, he um, yeah, he just tries to be a friend to all, but like it just doesn't always work so out. So this, uh, he wants to be a friend to all. Is this like a nature of the upbringing, like the bees welcoming, welcoming, wel- wow, welcoming him into <laughs> the fold? Or I hmm. probably should have tried to come up with a bee pun in that one, but you know, it, <laughs> I think if I just say bee pun, there you go. But. Uh, <laughs> Insert yeah, pun here. Uh, that's what the glory of post editing is for. But um, <laughs> the <laughs> bracket interpun yeah, uh, close bracket. Um, so which, I quickly realized my DM also likes a good B pun too. So for a, for a while, <laughs> yeah. So I got um, I basically had a list of all words that had B mm-hmm. in them, like just a list, and I just went down. And it's like whenever I went against a villain, it's like prepare to be beaten just absolutely just cringeworthy stuff but like my dm loved it and it let me well i still always miss the hits because can't hit i was about to say it's it's up to the dice unfortunately (laughs) yeah but yeah it's just i uh, he's he's i'd love this character so much it's hard to you know (laughs) i feel like talking about him like i almost don't know that much about him as much as i thought i did yeah hmm yeah (laughs) Because like I, I'm trying to like remember the questions, and it's just like I kind of get off. Track. Dude, I got a list but, right I mean, here, I and I, so I don't have an excuse. So, this like, do you think he's overcompensating for the like? Where do you think this innate power of friendship comes from? Because for instance, like when we play like hmm. different character, like. Like you mentioned, like the character in the back twirling a dagger who's brooding, like that is also someone else. So, like, where's this I, driving force? Do you think you know where this driving force is coming from? I guess. Uh, I think it's just like 
I think it's mostly just me imprinting on the character, mm-hmm. which does happen a bit. I mean, it's hard not to. He, he's yeah, he's like half me, half not me. Like I try to be friendly with most people. I try my best. Like it doesn't always work out. Some people are just dicks. Yeah, but like I, I don't know. Like it's just I. I try to just go around, like, get the best out of people, and I feel like it's just a good way to play role-playing games and just be in general in life. Yeah, like, I've... <laughs> just be the yeah, bee. Yeah, just be the bee, man. Just <laughs> vibrate a lot and just drop yellow dust. Um, Do you just dance around a bit, man? People will join. Eat flowers. I don't think they eat them, <laughs> but... Uh, but, yeah, so I think that's kind of a... The cooperative nature of role-playing games is sometimes, maybe not necessarily underlooked, but I found the same thing in just, like, playing, like, RPGs, like, video game RPGs or whatever. It's like, why not help? That's stuff to do. That's for mm-hmm. fun. Like, I don't, I never really liked doing the vocal, like, the charisma checks to get more money or anything like that. I was just like, I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah, just the innate, like, golden rule imprinted in all, I yeah. guess. So... But, uh, does he? How does he feel about the culture shock of him walking into society the first time? How do you think that was like? He had to go to a town at some point. Oh yeah, he's he's been to a few. Like, and he approached it the same as he approaches anything. I guess he just tries to make friends with everyone, shakes their hands, like just be like, "Hey, here's by the way, here's some mm-hmm. money." And then most people are just like, "The f- am I gonna do with yeah. this?" Like the world's just. A cold, harsh place, and he's just slowly realizing that and adapting. So he doesn't like accordingly. it. He he's too aloof. I don't think he even notices. He just he notices that people are unhappy, but I don't think he just takes that upon himself. Mm. He just is like, oh well, this guy wasn't happy. Here's some honey. I know this will make him happy, and he just is, and then he just like is content. Just like oh, I made that guy, uh, that person's day a little sweeter, <laughs> and then he just kind of goes on his oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, that was like, literally the first thing he did when he met my elf was hand him a jar. I think y'all they were both in jail, uh, not not like a legal <laughs> jail, but just like the kind that you tend to find yourself inside of a dungeon. And uh, it's like, hi, I just met you, and I'm pretty sure my character was like, thanks, threw it in a bag, and like they broke out of jail. Like, uh, and I won't say the gesture didn't go unnoticed. Um, <laughs> My character just likes to collect a lot of things, and that was another thing to collect. Um, yeah, like I, I could say, like because he, like he said, he he doesn't he doesn't understand like the intricacies of human interaction, mm-hmm. which I maybe that's part of me too, <laughs> like character flaw. But it's just like you can't read when you're just annoying someone or making someone aggravated with you. He's just like, oh, I don't know what's going on. This is an awkward situation. Let's try to make it better and just. Sometimes, usually more often than not, just makes things mm-hmm. worse. Just kind of the hard-to-read-the-room sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, he thinks he does, I guess. It's that confidence, or he just doesn't care to. He's just aloof. Yeah, like, uh... And, huh. like, yeah, like, I... Like, the funniest thing, like, if you... If anyone else needs, like, some reference to, like, the kind of person Beecher is, and this is, like, what I realized, like, I'd say three months in... Basically, we got this bo- this boy, this little guy. He uh, was just in a area where he was taken in by a bunch of little creatures that just took care of him. And then he kind of noticed he wasn't them. And then he was sent out to adventure and see what he was about. And he travels through this cold, harsh place where he's not welcome or anything. But he's like happy and childish and doesn't know the intricacies of the world. And essentially, I created Will Ferrell's elf. Did. 
I I did not mean to. It just ended up happening. Oh and man! It expl- like it, whenever I need some inspiration for role playing, I'm just like, that's pretty much yeah. Him. <laughs> and so it, it comes back to tell me about your elf. It's it's literally elf. It's <laughs> oh come on, man! <laughs> Are you gonna do me during a moment show? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's awesome though. Yeah, no, that it's like a lot of different things that you're saying is helping contextualize Beecher. In just, like, playing with him, or just, like, being in the same area, because, like, there's, he does tend to take a lot of things at face value when it comes to just, like, social mores and stuff like that, and there's been some times where it's been like, whoa, 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 hold on, what? Like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we telling them the truth? Or something like that, and, and it was like, that makes sense, like, because uh, why would you not? Like, why would you not? Because, like, this... this yeah, is like, well, this guy seems trustworthy. He hasn't fucked me up just yet in the five minutes Yeah, I just met, met this guy. Like, he seems all right. Um, <laughs> man, I love doing this. You just learned so much. <laughs> we joked about it a little bit earlier. Do you think he likes to dance? Do you think he does so, like... Obviously, like... Oh, yeah. He's probably yeah. not trained in ballroom. It's safe to say. He'll cut a mean yeah, rug. Yeah, he'll cut a mean rug. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think it, it's a lot of ass work, so maybe a bit of torque here or <laughs> there, but, like, just because nature of bees and that yeah. dog... <laughs> Uh, God, well, if we're talking about dancing and couples dancing, I guess we can talk about, you know, Beecher's little uh, secret, which isn't much of a secret. He doesn't even know it's a secret. Mm-hmm. But basically, he's he's kind of a, a virgin. He doesn't understand mating mm-hmm. at all. He thinks the queen lays eggs, and that's how babies are Yeah, born. I guess he wouldn't know anything. He's sorely mm, behind on as far as human development goes, I guess. Oh, yeah, he doesn't get it at all. Like, there's been... My DM just likes to fuck with him, too, at this point. So I think he that's the brotherly like, nature again, though. <laughs> he brings up that these drunken winches in a bar that just keep grabbing for him, and he just doesn't understand what's going mm. on. He's uncomfortable. He's like, uh, I have to go. My stinger feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> so he, like, he extricates himself from his situation. Mm-hmm. And like, the last session, like, he, he just so doesn't understand mating at all. He's like, oh... The, these women lay eggs and eventually they hatch into humans. Like he's just that far removed from. Human oh society. man, I know it would technically be metagaming, but man, I need to pull. I need to pull Beecher aside because just the, that's one of those things that you don't. Obviously, like none of the characters would know this. My <laughs> other elf is sitting here going like, "We need to help brother out." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like my character just like, with what? I don't understand. It's like. <laughs> Ooh, you go into her chambers. Oh, shit. and he's like, yeah, to talk strategy. What are you talking about? And everybody's about? just looking around, going, "Is this guy serious?" Like, <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't get it. He's never wanted for it. He doesn't have. I don't know if he has desires or mm-hmm. anything, but he just doesn't understand it or has been exposed to it. I mean, it's outside of the probably company. like it's probably not the most like nuanced social interaction, but I would I would put it up there with like. Probably at least fifty percent of us has been at like a a, a, a middle an, I almost said middle age but like middle school like teenage guy like mm-hmm. there is no like if you don't even the people like teaching you this stuff I'm putting air quotes around the teaching like they're also <laughs> probably stupid too so it's like <laughs> yeah I think I think our party was comprised of pretty much people who's who've like never <laughs> like that are virgins like. Celibate. They don't really. They just haven't been. Or or, or like yeah no like monk hasn't. Uh, so far like um we've interviewed one of uh, your other party members Andraste. She's been a hermit, uh, not a hermit, 
Outlander. One of them, too. She doesn't partake in society. And, then, and now we have Beecher. And, I mean, we're... There may be a future episode where we might, I might be having this conversation again, and just and like both of my collective elves who have hung out with this party, going like, we need to help a brother out. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's a weird situation. Like, it's a situation where he's like, he doesn't even know something's wrong. Too, yeah, it's just like he's like, oh, I that's mean, whatever. If you never know you're missing out. Are you mm-hmm. missing out? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, like I think in one of our most recent play sessions, like he was invited back to a diviner's chambers, mm-hmm. and he was like about to face Kraken Priest. He's like, "All right, well, she's powerful mage. We'll, we'll talk shit and like see what we can do." And he made the mistake of like she, there's candles everywhere. She's like really vibing on him. She read his mind. She knows his like his size. She knows everything about that's him. Just, that's like, another thing everything. we roll for. I don't know how widespread it is. <laughs> But uh, use a D12 and add your charisma modifier. And, and uh... oh, my do- my boy has a hammer. <laughs> but uh, not that he'd use it anyways. <laughs> oh. So yeah, it, so there's candles lit all over the room, and she's like ready mm-hmm. for this. And then I have a helm of telepathy, and he's just like, this is confusing. And then he's like detecting surface thoughts. Yeah. And then he's like, how do you know that? Like when she's like speaking out like in her mind, and she's like wait, you can read my mind? And then it turned into like a whole session where she, that's how she got off and he was still confused. And he's like, what am I doing? Am I hurting you? And then she's like, no, keep reading my mind, keep reading my mind. And it's just like, and he's like, ugh. And then she like, and then I guess she like finished up essentially. And then she's like passed on the bed. He runs over, tries to heal her. He's like, I hurt her, I hurt her. What did I do? And then she's just like, no, you're you're good. Cigarette. He just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she pulled out like a massive cigarette, oh just like my one God. of those old ones on like the giant God, sticks. I forgot that and then, that was a that was a wild session. Yeah, and then and then he just ended up like sit like full on just penciling next like on the other side of the bed all probably night. Probably still clothed. <laughs> you know, he's he was fully clothed. Absolutely, he didn't take anything off. He's just like. Straight as an arrow, not looking anywhere, not turned to her, just looking straight up, just like Ugh. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I, I feel dirty. Oh man! <laughs> but like, yeah, that's those are those have been my favorite sessions. Mm. Is when like pretty much I get to role play and explore this character, like the dungeons, all the fighting, the combat. It's it's fun. I love the strategy aspect of it, but like, I feel like the most fun I have is like when my DM made an impromptu carnival and Beecher just made a bunch of weird decisions. Yeah. <laughs> and won an owl bear after like these ch- carnies tried to cheat him out of like all his mm-hmm. gold because you know he's in a carnival <laughs> magic users like basically they just stop the anvil from flying all the way up to hit the bell or toss the ring and some invisible gnome grabs it out mm-hmm. of the air and just makes you miss. <laughs> the carnival the carnival was so fun. Like he he somehow like figured out a way to make like every single game impossible to win. So we had it, it was like a it was almost like a combat scenario we had to fight to figure out how to beat this little car. It was, like it was I'm just very impressed cuz I remember that being a on the fly. He just mentioned, "Oh yeah, there's a carnival in town just in passing." And then y'all were like, "Yeah, let's go." Carnival. And like, oh <laughs> man! So the fact that he improvised the entire thing is extremely impressive. You got to have a DM that can 
think on the fly, and he he's like a god in that. So sense. you say like combat is second nature in this. Does Beecher like combat, even if his pilot does not? Or not that you don't, but you uh, know what I mean? yeah, that's um, he. He does, I wouldn't say he has a thirst for battle, but he has a thirst for protecting those he cares mm. about. He's he's always going to put his sh- self before anyone, like put him between harm's way. Like it, He wants to protect those he cares about, and he cares a lot for his party, cares a lot for his queen, cares a lot for his colony. So I love this character, and throwing him into harm's way like the way I do, it freaking kills me on the inside. Like I'm like... There's a good chance he will die. He's running headfirst into a crack. Yeah. He is not going to make this, but like that's what he does and it's just hard to be that character. You with you being afraid of what happens to your character, I've found is just a good sign. Uh I I'm not going to say <laughs> I found as an I'm the only person who said that because I believe either in a previous interview or one that's coming up. I don't remember, but we got on the subject of um, how one plays a character in the face of potential doom and death. And it's like, yeah, these characters are, you know, just made up. But when you pour so much like thought and energy into them, they kind of come to life. So even doing what you feel that they would do, run in the front of combat like Beecher does you know that can be scary sometimes and yeah it's I I mean essentially he's my child he's my four month old man and I'm throwing him in the mouth of a freaking crack he he walks he's walked out of a like he was like I think level four our party was level four we went against an adult dragon you got out of that fight after like all his wild shapes Mm one health and somehow we managed to kill him and he just passes out on the yeah floor. i don't doubt that one bit that's a tough fight even for you know not a party of full level fours oh yeah no it, it was impossible but somehow androste just freaking destroys everything it's that bow hits. oh freaking that bow i shoot it with my like, bow I, I, like, every now and again, I'm like, God, I just want one time to kill a boss. Mm. But every time, it's just like, nope. So, and Josh, just through the eye, done. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's like I had to shelve that thought real quick with my dude. Like, because he's not capable in combat in the least bit. Like, in, in terms of just like, you know, there's not one thing he is good at. But that's kind of the point, is that my my wish fulfillment was that I want to be a little bit good at everything. Now that just mm-hmm. means that he tends to black out pretty quickly um, because he is <laughs> pretty, pretty fragile. But, um, but no, like playing like a tank, I think like that's just kind of a thing in D and D just like, uh, some folks are really like casual about their characters. Just like, you know, if they die, it's another chance to make a new character or whatever. So, like, playing a tank can be a very scary, um, you know, role if you like your character. <laughs> it's like, I don't like seeing yeah, him get like, hurt sometimes. Yeah, and it's hard. Like, I I did I did put a lot of effort into this one, so it's, like, even harder to see that, like, you're, you're a parent and you're just watching them make bad choices. <laughs> it's just like, no, stop, dude, don't. So you feel that you have a proper disconnect then? And as far as, like, this is what my character would know, this is what I know as a player, stuff like that. 
Uh, God, I've been accused of metagaming so much, and I try my hardest mm. not to. I, I really do, because it's like... Because <laughs> there's been a couple of times where it's like, my my DM will show us a picture of what it is, and I'm like, oh, it's this thing, and then all of a sudden he's like, you're not supposed to know that. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Uh, so I just ignore its vulnerabilities. Oopsies. Yeah, it can be <laughs> very hard to do that. Like, uh, there was a situation that the party got in, uh, is that town, and uh, you know which town I'm talking about, the town. Oh, the. I the, knew the everything about yeah. that, as in like, because he was discussing <laughs> it with me, just as a, like DM to DM. Hey, what do you think about this? And like, how do you, how would you run this or whatever? I didn't know I was gonna be sitting in on that session, and I'm sitting there going like, all right, there's literally nothing I can do, it, like there's nothing I can do that my character would have known to do. Because yeah, that's the hardest thing. Like, because as soon as I saw your character run, I'm like, because in my mind, I'm like, Alex isn't gonna throw us anything that's gonna destroy us. So I was like, fully ready to take on an entire fully grown house. And I was like, dude, this is gonna be cake. And then all of a sudden, you just dip out, and you were like freaking out. I'm like, maybe I'm wrong, and I will get. Destroyed. It was the one time that I've ever done a wild <laughs> shape out of two druids and <laughs> like three cam- uh, two campaigns, two druids, and then two iterations of the same druid. I've only wild shaped once, and that was it. Because that was yeah, I, I wanted to fight him too, man. I did, but as soon as like every everybody started coming in, it was a it was a town that was full of greater mimics. So they were shaped like buildings, and like all the people were doppelgangers. So this is supposed to be a very tough fight if it became one and it was quickly turning into one and it was around that time when I started deciding that my character was impulsive and I was getting ready to aggro uh, that the guy that you were talking I think it was you that you were talking to uh, they were talking to us you, all and you can us you can change all stuff. the laws it was either you or it was like my liege uh, Andrew I think I uh, can't remember his character Max <laughs> or Foundation or whatever I don't know he has a bunch of strange no he called me Foundation for some asinine reason I don't know man but he is a funny character but uh, but like the whoever the main guy that y'all were talking to like I was sitting there going I have no idea but I'm starting to think that my elf is going to be a little yeah. bit impulsive because like this is about to go tits up um, but no, that was a good decision for all of us to run. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think we would have survived. That absolutely one. not. But could you imagine though the glory? <laughs> I, mean, I love combat. That, we. That's the weirdest thing. Is like we we. Because now I know so much metagame knowledge. Because I've just like dove headfirst into like all the books. I'm like I can't get enough. It's hard not days to. Off. It's just D&D. yep. Like the half the reason why I started really doing the show is because um doing the show moonlighting with y'all etc is because of the fact that like i have had issues with hyper fixation in the past so whatever my like weekly fixation is like i can only think about that and like i love her to death oh caitlin i was killing her like just like (laughs) they're just talking about shit constantly she's like i love you and i support you and i want you to enjoy these things i don't want you to think i'm squashing this but for the love of god can we not talk about dnd for a day (laughs) and i was like oh my god it's just that reading the room the not understanding exactly how much i've talked what a lawful neutral thing to say yeah and it was just one of those like okay cool i'll find a different outlet so that's when i started dming was like i've got to pour this somewhere else because i just had all these character ideas 
for just mm-hmm. one character and she's like why this is getting a little messy make it for a party i'm like oh hey that makes sense but yeah and uh yeah i remember it was like in your last mm-hmm. interview it was just like it's hard to find an outlet when you like actually love this game so much because you talk about it to your co you can't talk about it to your co-workers Ooh. they don't quite get it unless you gotta have like, some cool ass co-workers oh yeah like i I took a leap of faith the other day and just like mentioned it and like I might end up be- being a DM out of it. So it's just like, whew, yeah, that's best that case really scenario. Cares. Like, <laughs> I had it. I had done the same thing, and I'm thinking about maybe pushing it with some of the people that I work with now because I think I mean, I work at a Starbucks adjacent to a college town. <laughs> Come on, like there, it's right there. It's <laughs> prime, prime market. Like, and so you know, it, it's one of those like having people to share this with is I mean and everybody's so eager to share too it's just kind of that I it's like uh, for instance I would have a hard time understanding if one of us played like Reaper or something as far as like D&D goes like this brooding Mm -hmm. character who just like I'm only here to get what I want and I'm done with this. It's like, that's like, I don't know what it is, but it's just like, maybe it's like the support it, it, character I, I, the in me that's like, just like, no help. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, though, there's not much, I feel like you can't develop characters like that as mm-hmm. well as you can just like positive people who or just, just generally good people. Yeah. Like, cause good people, you know, they see the hardships and they take them on and, like, they change their outlook on life. Like, a lot of things change in their lives, but, like, if you're just out for yourself and just, like, no, fuck it, it happened, but I come out ahead. It's like, you don't learn, you don't grow, you don't develop. Yeah. So I try so hard to avoid characters like that yeah. and playing characters like that. Like, it's one of those, like, you know... I guess not to inherently, like, even though I kind of already have, not to inherently, like, just, like, man dump on them uh, totally like obviously they <laughs> might have like a point I mean Han Solo was like that for a little while but it's like if you hmm, use okay, it yeah, if point. you use it as like a jumping point like it's, it's just like characters who are one note can be tiring even if that mm-hmm. one note is I'm gonna help everybody and whatever because like sometimes you've <laughs> got to look out for yourself because you can get walked over and I think a good balance is just knowing when to do like for instance like uh like my current elf the ones that's hanging out with the party he's very laid back oh fuck it i love the, arlo i love man arlo. he is so much fun to play i am trying to figure <laughs> out where he's at as far as combat goes because like at, at the moment he's a little one note as just like he's just laid back country boy and stuff like that but i'm trying to find out like all right where does he actually tick Yeah, it's he is nothing like but role play right uh, now. That's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, because when Beecher first met him, I, I personally, uh, as the player, loved the character. Mm. I loved Arlo. Thank I was like, you. this is phenomenal. Like, this was role playing at its fucking finest. But Beecher was like, this druid. I'm the druid. Yep. 
like a little, little bit of envy. He didn't really much care for him. So it's like calling him Dr. Dirt, not Mulch. Mm-hmm. Just these monikers just to get him down. And that's not quite Beecher. It's just he. that's his kind of friendly, passive-aggressive way of doing it. No, it's a very he's Beecher like, way to go about that. <laughs> yeah, and he's just... And he's, like, trying to be friendly. It's like, oh, we got to introduce each other in the typical druid fashion. And then, like, I transform into a wolf. It's like, let me sniff your butt. <laughs> and it's I'm just pretty like, sure I offered a handshake, but I spit in it first. But I'm like, <laughs> yep, we got to do it. Like, here you go, bar- partner. But, y- yeah, like, it's kind of... It was when I was making the character because I... This will actually lead into a, a relevant question in a bit. But, like, when I was making him... I would actually say that Beecher was part of an inspiration in a some form way of just like making a flavored character. Yeah, really? like and just oh, because that, that, you play awesome. you play Beecher <laughs> so well and just like when I walked in and I real like I was like, Yeah, he's a B Mancer and I was like, Alright, and then I actually like watched Beecher have and I was like, Oh, this is like it's not really one note, it's just like he has a flavor about him. But yeah, it was it was part of this. I I feel like I I'm I'm sad to hear that Beecher is threatened because I tell you he's got nothing to worry about. <laughs> um, he's <laughs> I I I think that me as the player knows that Beecher is just like it, it's not animosity. It's just like the new guy who's slightly cooler than him. He's like, what's this guy doing? He's, he's it was so a complete cool. accident that he was also a human. To be honest, like, cause I was sitting there like, like, oh, wait, I like when I made him, yeah. him, I was like, he was, he was supposed to be high elf. Like, <laughs> hello, I am doc- like, I am professor Arlo Cortinarius. Like he was supposed to be this complete opposite character. I went full tilt opposite direction. And it, then, <laughs> and like, I took away the high elf. He is, he is a temporary character, unfortunately. Cause like, oh, that's, I also <laughs> don't know where he's going to go. Like he's temporary because like, until yeah. I can find a path for him, whoosh, I'll keep him along until then, but um, so when you were making when y'all were tasked with making the character, I say tasked as if like, you know, Alex Mm -hmm. came to y'all hey, we're playing D&D, make a character now like, did Mm -hmm. you have an idea of like did you make Beecher or did you make I'm gonna be the tank, I'm gonna be support, I'm gonna be blank and then the character came out did you go role or character (sighs) first, I guess that's a that's a tough one. Um, I think my thing was I have a silly idea. I want to make this happen. And then I'm like, hey, DM, how can I make mm-hmm. this happen? And he's like, hmm, this sounds like a druid. Like, I, I was thinking paladin because royal colony Fighting queen, for the queen, royal crusader. Yep. Like, that, that was my idea of him. But then, like, I saw spells. Like, I... This is my first character, and I chose one of the most complicated classes, like a spellcaster. Yeah, yep. and um, I did the same. My first character was druid. Yep, like, <laughs> yeah, I regret it. Kind, of, I don't really regret it anymore. But like when I first started playing, I was like scrambling through spell sheets, and like, what the hell am I supposed to do? This is so confusing. yeah, like, but like it, it worked out really well. Like I was just like, I just he just wants to be a mm. bee. Like he just wants to be become yeah. the bee. And wild shaping and just ain't enough sometimes. <laughs> exactly just he needs he needs to yeah. be that and like every and all the spells i'm like i'm gonna reskin this into pollen spray change the damage and like i always had to work with the dm it's like how can i make this work and he's like the best way is just moon mm-hmm. yeah yeah circle of the so moon then i'm just like all right freaking do yeah it. like 
sometimes the doctoring process or the, maybe the fine tuning of a character because it sounds like it was kind of a little bit of both and and like that you settled into your role eventually like you started out with your <laughs> with, you started out bees and then you're just like <laughs> and now you got like a little man and it's like all right like i got him like i figured him out <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I want to be a bee mancer. How can I make honey shoot from my hands <laughs> and just make everything you know Spider Man? Everyone at all times. All right, throw that away. I want, I want something else. Like, <laughs> I want Bee like, Man. <laughs> you know the wasp? Not her either. This like, <laughs> but like one of the least intimidating insects. Yeah, and then I just found out like there's just so much role playing potential in the bee just like it just spring, sprung from this one idea and then I'm like I can make so much mm-hmm. about this like work I, it just like I, that's how I've started like doing most of my characters like I have one idea how can I just evolve an entire character around it doesn't always mm-hmm. work like sometimes I just have to throw things away uh, one was just like I want to be a beard a beer mm-hmm. warlock just he's just always just shit face all the time so i was trying to like get a chaos wizard or something like that mm. so like he always conjures a beer and you just but like it just was hard to get around that and same as like the yeah same as the florida campaign i was just like orange bird i want to be that yeah bird. yeah like as soon as you <laughs> just like showed the art for that and i was just like oh <laughs> like man i can't <laughs> wait to meet this character because like yeah and i'm i'm trying so hard to make him not Beecher, but it's just it's, becoming more and more It's beachery. difficult to make your second character. Like, when you finally mm-hmm. like, because we we both have a pretty because, like, what, you, y'all you started like, I would say a year ago as well, like or maybe not like your mm-hmm. campaign, but at least the building process because it was definitely before oh, you yeah. moved but it was, we all have a similar, and like Heather and I, we made our characters next to each other printed out our books essentially next to each other too but uh which the library sure loved printing out 300 pages at, at the same time <laughs> during finals week <laughs> but uh it was you know it's a similar amount of experience in which like we're still pretty fresh as far as like our our these our characters are our babies they're our first ones we pour a heart and soul into them they haven't died yet the thought of it terrifies us <laughs> and we need to make a second one so it's either you go the complete opposite route and go like, oh, well, now I'll play what's the opposite of a druid? I don't know. A wizard that burns down everything and just, like, flicks off every, like, bird and plant that, it f- f- like, goes around? I don't know. Or just a fighter, I guess, because it doesn't sling spells. Or <laughs> do you take this opportunity to fine-tune some things that you didn't quite like about your class and maybe do better? And that is where I'm getting the flack about Arlo is that I took that <laughs> route and just, like, started. Now, Florida campaign, I'm going the other direction. I'm picking a completely different style of character. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm very excited. Uh, Paladin. Um, that I've always, that that's one thing. Like, I really want to play, like, a female character, but if you, I, I can't hear my voice on this, but I know it's not womanly It's all. not, <laughs> and, like, that's kind of where the. And it's just like, oh, am I gonna talk like this? It's just like, no, it just sounds stupid. I can't, I can't maintain that. I'll just yeah, laugh. it's like I wasn't sure who I was gonna bring first because like I have one potential character that I because like I kind of have a similar idea of making characters. I guess we're gonna. Uh, this might be relevant. 
uh, <laughs> I like Caitlin and I will take uh, just with like the way I hear things like audio processing, uh, like slight disorder with that is that I'll hear certain phrases and latch onto them and then just butcher them until they say something else. It's kind of like the those little boys in uh, cats and underpants just changing the sign, but like audio. Um, s- s- I think other people call it dyslexia, but uh, <laughs> it's like cardigan. The word cardigan. And Caitlin will be like, oh, I'm going to go pick up my cardigan. I'm like, cardigan, 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 cardigan almost sounds like a name. Now, let's see, cardigan, <laughs> deacon sounds like deacon, so he is a religious type. So is he a monk or is he a priest? Like, I think he's a cleric. <laughs> cardigan, I think he, um, he looks like uh, Ewan McGregor. Like, I don't know why. He just looks like Ewan McGregor. And I was like, all right, so he's a cleric. And I was like, maybe he could be a monk. Because since we're going the Ewan McGregor route, and he's like a Jedi because of Obi-Wan. So like now he's got the martial arts, too. So Cord Egan is a either multi-class priest, whatever, and like is taking these, the word cardigan, a light jacket that's knit that you wear, and turn him into a <laughs> character. Banana bread, Bonan Broad, who is an orc. Um, oh, I like and that. And <laughs> who's a half-orc. And even further, her father is a chieftain who is a very charismatic one, and his name is Bonan O'Brien. Bonan is the family name. Oh, my. And, no, cut, print, sell, And, like, done. it's, like, all these Fantastic. characters, like, and if I had the thought, I would write it down really quickly. <laughs> and eventually, like, when, he, when Alex came to us, I was like, hey, or rather when he came to y'all and then I overheard, because uh, that's pretty much anything, any of my participation for y'all's campaign has been like a leech, just like, ah, yes, I would also like <laughs> to participate. And um, I got to see where the insanity and goes. And it was, he was like, you know, I was like, all right, we're making new characters, cool. And I was like, well, this would be a, cool, a fun time to bring in like a female character. I've never played one, so this would be a fun area. And I'm sitting there like trying to think of like, all right, what would she sound like? And, and I can go, and I can go a little bit higher like this. And it like, be almost, but now I'm going back into the southern accent, which kind of like, oh, <laughs> yikes, I just did that with Arlo. So um, there's one name, uh, Bobby Dazzle is the is the name that I've had, and it's from a makeup palette, weirdly enough. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, Bobby Dazzle, that sounds like, and I've joked that that was always going to be my stage name, be it drag queen or musician or anything alike. So I was thinking like a bard named Bobby Dazzle would be kind of cool. Um, and she'd be like maybe an up and country, uh, up and coming country singer or something like that. And like have an acoustic <laughs> guitar, and, like big blonde hair, just like very. So we're, we're making Dolly much, Parton. Yeah, it, she was supposed to be Dolly Parton <laughs> adjacent. And um, it just supposed to be like a, a real sweetheart, you know, just stuff like that. Because that was a voice I could be comfortable doing. It was a name I liked. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to play a bard. Um, just like this, they got healing word. Done. Like, now sitting there thinking like, no, that's just another spellcaster. And I've exclusively played spellcasters. Be it druid, artificer, mm-hmm. or, you know, potentially a, a bard. So I was thinking like... Yeah, that- that's a hard thing because I've had now that I have like a taste for like the versatility oh. of like a caster. It's like you can't when you're in a fighter, you can't. You're you're I good for one thing. Fighting. You're a one like. trick pony. <laughs> yeah, but it's like when you when you are a caster, it's like how can I break the game like to make everything? What right? can I do? Like I have some ideas for fighting. And I am very excited to implement them because of the fact that, like, there's just stuff stuff I want to try. And Arlo doesn't do that kind of... He's not... He does not have the AC to get up and close to anybody. He has the HP for it. He does not have the AC for it. It is 12. Um, 
and his <laughs> HP's like yeah I don't know how mine got to 19 that's just I don't know man like his health is like 67 I think uh like so Arlo's spongy but that that adjective should come as no surprise um so <laughs> I was thinking paladin either paladin or fighter cuz paladin would allow me to still do some minor uh healing yeah. I do I love playing healers so I feel like this is the best route um and I was thinking, like, what would be a cool name? I love, like, from Magic the Gathering, I love, like, the angels. Like, um, like the red-white angels. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and Mercy is the, I wouldn't call her a paladin, but, you know, I love playing her as her in Overwatch and stuff like that. I was like, all right, well, I'd like to kind of do the this angel-type ar- archetype. So ASMR, uh, or Asimar, or whatever, uh, is the <laughs> route I'm going to go for her. And I was thinking, like, what's a very angelic-sounding name? And I went with Helena. Because like I think I just went with Saint Helen. I think I saw like a picture of, like Mount Saint Helens. I was like, okay, cool, Helen and Helena. Hmm, handbasket, Helena handbasket. Let's do this. And like <laughs> literally, I've just been going down that route now. Um, so now I have like this, the reason why her last name's handbasket. Uh, the culture that she grew up in that would allow for names like this. Um, her religious looks, like who who she serves as a goddess. Um, and everything like that because of the fact that I made this joke name. So it was a very kind of a, the same wheelhouse of just like, all right, I want to make a B-man. I made a B-man. <laughs> yeah, I, I found I found like pro tip here. If you ever need a, a good fantasy name from me, I just autocorrect and see what the fuck it comes up with. There's like scribble shit into mm. my phone, see what it comes up with. So far, my favorite is I'm definitely going to do this barbarian. He's going to be called Thunder Beefo. Don't know what is going to happen with him. That's his name. Thunder Beefo. <laughs> That's what my phone does. It's like, what should I name my barbarian? And my phone <laughs> Some Just like, just absolute ludicrous it's like, names. Naming is such a hard thing to do for me. Oh my, for, for Heather, she takes hours. Yeah. It takes hours for her to figure out a name. Like Andraste Nihilo, that took her, at, I think it took her a year to come up with a name bef- and took her like 10 minutes. For to reference? Her and I made that character when we were living together. The name didn't show up until y'all were all together. So, yeah, like, that was a labor of love, to say the least. And to be fair, when you spend that much time making a character, sometimes it just don't come easy. So I have an idea on how you came up with Beecher's name, but pray tell. Just let's pretend that I don't know and I haven't been talking to you for a little while. How, how did you come up with Beecher's name? Uh, it actually was originally Beaver, but I was like, that sounds stupid. I can't have him named Dude, Beaver. Dude, no. Come but, on. So so I was like, I just combed the internet for any name that had any semblance of like a Beaver, <laughs> and Beecher was the closest I could come up oh. with. Then I had to come up with a last name. I'm like, oh, crap. How, what am I going to do? I'm like, because, of course, I had to stay true to my, my character and have his, the acronym of his name be Of B-E-E. course. B, of course. I mean, it yeah, had to. It was expected. So Ever mm-hmm. B was his last name, and E. I don't even know what that stands for. I'm just gonna let. Yeah, that be. Uh, it it makes it sound a lot more official. I'll give you that. Like that middle initial. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It just gives him an air of uh, uh, exactly like sophistication, maybe in an area where he could use it. Uh, <laughs> And you don't know you don't know how fun it is to introduce yourself as Beecher E Everby. Take a deep bow, and that's what I love about D and D. Like it's just I need a fulfilling creativity outlet. Mm-hmm. Like this is hitting me in all the right spots. Like 
I get to draw my characters every day or like cartoon that stuff or for me is probably one of the biggest like creative outlets I have and I, I desperately crave that in my life and I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to it because they have all these ideas they just don't know how to translate it or they have so much inspiration it's just like where do I put mm-hmm. this and like D&D gives you the medium to do it and it's it's I think it's a freaking beautiful thing it's so weird because like I've tried to play like actual like RPG like video games now and it's just like this does not even hit mm-hmm. the itch anymore. Like this isn't even close. Like I, at this point, D and D is like I need a fix. Yeah, like <laughs> I, it was when I was uh, we were in between sessions. I had to play something fantasy. I whatever, and I went to Skyrim <laughs> to, and there's also no guns in Skyrim too. But so I'm like going around with a crossbow, <laughs> like trying to do that and using like shield magic, and they're like. Axe with like a wooden handle just to have the druid, and I'm just like I'm trying. I'm desperately like I'm trying to scratch, but like there's nothing there. Like you know what I mean? Just like trying to find because like as far as creative output, if you don't like going in holes and killing droggers, Skyrim's probably not gonna do it for you. So it it's D and D's a it's a hell it's of a drug. So rewarding hell of a drug. run mm, is so good. <laughs> That's what I always like found is like you have to create a character that you can put at least half yourself in, otherwise you can't play them effectively. It's it's like some folks may be better at that kind of role play, where it's like maybe like folks who have experience in like theater or something like that, where they can like, all right, if I Mm -hmm. know this role, I can play it. But I would argue that in D and D, like to completely argue against the point I made. Like, in D&D, very often we're making the character as we go, so it's more of an exercise in improvisation than it is as a character. Like, I'm Miss Scarlet, and I don't know nothing about no baby. Like, your character is not immediately, like, set out everything about him, nor, and you're being fed lines. You know, you are you, and as much as we want to divorce ourselves from our characters, it can be hard to not play as you. Um... <laughs> like for instance for my two the two separate characters that I've been playing I, I'm trying to figure out what what part of myself am I going to put in Helena I'm thinking Helena is just justice like <laughs> she's she's probably yeah. going to be less <laughs> I'm going to steal things than, than the other than, uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's funny you bring that up because like I feel like Beecher like has so much of me in him like it's just he's I, I wouldn't say I'm aloof like that's more like it's just more fun to play but like his uh his desire to be like friendly to everyone no one he doesn't want anyone mm-hmm. to hate him he just but he has the ability to actually not give a sh- or not un- at least uh, at least understand when he's doing bad like i'm like oh f- I, I i really doinked that i really i really made someone upset with that so but, but uh, he, we don't get to roll <laughs> for the insight checks um we we just gotta eat <laughs> yeah, we, it we don't get yeah. that <laughs> And it, it uh, yeah, that's it, it's a it's a hard thing to deal with, and I guess it's it's another way of like coming to terms with mm. that too. Kind of playing in that space of just like okay, so this is exactly or not exactly. Obviously, I don't want to put too many words in your mouth, but it's like we went to this week's episode. We went to a pretty deep area. I don't I don't want everybody to feel the pressure to go there all the time, but like exploring these areas because like. When you make a couple of characters, or or if you make just one, it it okay. For instance, like there's a couple of details in this backstory 
that showed up in my sister's character as well. And like, I didn't tell her nothing about, like, I told her very little of his backstory. And this is when I started coming up with like, not really coming up with the idea, but it's like the, the part of like, okay, well you're playing this character. You made this character. What is it about us being siblings that showed up in our characters without us talking about it? And it's like, <laughs> is it because we're so similar? Is it because we are feeling similar, like, feel like thoughts going through our head? Are we hyper obsessing over the same things? Like, you know, it's, it's stuff like that, that um, really drove me to continue doing this show because everybody has a different reason why they made their characters, even if they started out as a joke. Because, because like, mm-hmm. not to really continuously throw, but like, like Taco from the Adventure Zone, he literally started out as a joke. Oh, I, I've actually just like finished the Adventure Zone. Yeah, that was one of my favorite Dude, characters of all yeah, time. Yeah, and like, it, it's it's just one of those started as a joke. When'd you come up with his name? As soon as I said it, like just the impulsiveness. <laughs> I just wanted to get somebody to laugh, and then now I've just made a tragic character and who's lovable and etc. Where is that line as far as like the blur between I'm playing a character, but I'm playing myself um, at the same mm-hmm. time in an environment where I can do insight checks. And if things don't go well, I can draw a knife or like, you know, just like I can try to hide and maybe the dice mean that I hide better or something. It's it's a fun exercise in role playing huh? Uh, that. I don't want it to become like a canned statement in the show, but like, I think that more people should try to explore. Like, I love mm-hmm. that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to bring up his diet, which yeah. I think is yeah. fantastic. So it works dude great is, for him. What, six? He was, he was the second tallest member of the party when my character was involved. He is the tallest one at the <laughs> moment. Boy only eats honey. What's up with that? How does he do it? Dude, he, he's all about them uh, squats and honey. That's it. That's all he does. Just works out like a beast. And, uh, and actually, you know what? I don't think he's ever lifted any weights. He's got to say, what's his strength stat? His strength is, uh, it's a plus zero, but that doesn't mean he's not strong. It's just like, yeah, he's just a towering giant mm-hmm. of a human, six foot tall. And I think our party's like oh, maximum five yeah, feet Yeah, if you tall. average everybody together, you're probably about five. Like, because. Uh, oh, yeah. But like, I. I just tower over everyone. It's like anytime he goes to, because I think we went to a fantasy IHOP one time. He's like, "Why do I keep I'd missing like these sessions?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I was like, I'd like to order the pancakes with extra mm-hmm. honey, and then basically he's had honey on the side. He gives the pancakes to the little raccoon he bought uh, my party mm-hmm. member, <laughs> and he just downs the honey. It's just that's just his entire God, diet. His sugar intake is just like to- up through the roof." Yeah, I, I, I think that <laughs> lends just to his character as being always super charismatic yeah. and just always ready for mm. anything. He just subsists only on honey and sweets. Like, imagine, I don't want to bring it back to Elf, but I can't help it. Like, Will Ferrell just has chocolate syrup. He's just pouring it all over spaghetti. That's just, that's essentially what Beecher does. He just, oh, you got, you got only, there's one main food group, honey. Honey, pollen, yeah. maybe. And, and maybe sometimes a cider, honey cider. So... <laughs> can Beecher make his own honey? Because, like, what is it? It's like <sighs> pollen, and they... And then, like, what, spit it into a honeycomb <laughs> or something? He just spits it. I, 
You know what? I think he's tried that a he's couple thousand times. He's had to. Times, There's no honestly. way he he's had got it. to. He, he just, <laughs> he just, it just couldn't. He didn't have the formula down. He just tried his Something best. That's he, he showed it to the queen. It's like, huh, huh, yeah. and she, and just is like she did the shimmy of no. You tried. Like, you tried. <laughs> and so I think basically it's just like canonical. It's like my DM's like, how does he get honey? He's like, he just goes out and forages for it. It's just like, and that was yeah. enough. I guess, but like basically, he just always has honey on him. He's always trying to. Spread I just never questioned it. Of the you just got a load of honey. Like, <laughs> he's got yeah, he's got huh, honeyed words. Like, word. sure, he's got honey words. <laughs> so if oh man, so what else is his outfit? Like we've talked about his bee suit. So is it just like a like what like an adventure style beekeeping suit? Just like the whole I'm picturing beekeeper May, just the big. <sighs> it. It's like I said. I think I mentioned this before. That, like he has the beekeeper hat, the, with pretty the, much yeah. the, wizarding, the sorting hat on top, uh, the bee club, and basically he's got little pauldrons with a honeycomb mm-hmm. design. Uh, he actually just recently went through like a huge redesign because um, basically I've got a feat where he could have a shield now, so now he's like untouchable. But it's basically just a giant like honeycomb. Mm-hmm. It's just his shield. It's just a hexa- hexagonal honeycomb. You gotta and take a feat to pick up shields. It's just you gotta take hmm? a feat to pick up shields. Uh, to cast because you know. Oh the, yeah, that's right. Somatic components of it, so I had to pick up a feat mm-hmm. to do that. But yeah, he's black and white, clad in like black and white leather armor, just kind of a beekeeper outfit. And like I said, he's got the beekeeper hat, so almost you never yeah. see his face. You just never so. Do. And just Let's obscured. pull back that net. What's he look like underneath? That's actually like I haven't been able to commit one way or the other than mm-hmm. that. Because I'm thinking, like when he was in his infancy, I was like, I want this dude to have calluses from bee stings all over his face. I just want him to just like, f- like Freddy Krueger. This oh just God. make him a nightmare. Yeah, but then I'm like, you know what? I don't. I, mean, be, I don't want to play an absolutely heinously they hideous they character. All, they heal and eventually. He might have some thick <laughs> yeah, skin, like, maybe, but like. <laughs> yeah, and I'm extremely vain, I guess. And I was like, I I can't do that to this poor yeah. man, and because I can't play this hideous person. But like, basically, yeah, he's just a white guy with a bald head. I, I'm assuming he looks super malnourished because all he that's has. Probably, is I'm kind of picturing Howie Mandel at this point, <laughs> but that's only because white guy with bald head. <laughs> he's he's a tall. Uh, yeah, how he's not that tall. I'm thinking more like Vin Diesel if he smiled. <laughs> Oof. Vin's a little shredded, but, but without yeah. the muscle. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it, it, that's that's the, the face. just I like picture. flexing, and then all of a sudden the bees come out of his suit or something. And then the, like the fake the muscles like float down or whatever because the muscles are <laughs> bees. In his oh yeah, like sleeves. Like it's just bees, <laughs> bees. Man, there was a lot of that com- that sentence that leaned itself to gesture that might not translate into audio, but whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just sitting up, flexing pose, like strong man style, just boom, and then the bees. Just so, leave. all right, what are what flavor dice are you using? So, because obviously I'm sitting there thinking like yellow and black. I don't think I've ever seen your um, dice either. I'm try- I actually, I think I tried as best I could to get yellow mm-hmm. and black too. Uh, like I just fully committed, and um, these dice roll like so well. It's like 
They're really cheap plasticky mm -hmm. ones that's gray with yellow lettering, and they just. They've helped him through almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think the uh, type of dice you choose for a character, especially like once you start bringing in like elements and stuff like that, it's it is vital to the process of like you know your character and playing is just like getting your special dice, which makes it suck when they start uh, <laughs> forsaking you. But like, there are some roles that happen at the table, like when we're playing or whatever. I tell them like you need to put that die away, like. Especially uh, one of Tippletoe's dice. Um, oh my god, Tippletoe can't stop She can't, garbage. but there's one of her dice. It's not like the metal one or the rainbow ones. It's like the speckled blue ones with red lettering. Mm -hmm. I have a set of those here, and I've weighted them like in, in a saltwater or whatever. And like th those are unlucky dice, dude. Like She needs to not use them. <laughs> if, if they are the same across molds, which is not very guaranteed because <laughs> resin is this fickle bitch. But like... The set that I have is very unlucky, and uh, they don't get used. And they used to be uh, Philia's, uh, my second guest, Philia Iron Fists, uh, until we started getting her some different dice. Because, uh, you know, uh, we couldn't have that. Uh, she would literally roll like 20, 1, 20, 1, which is awesome, then bad, <laughs> awesome, then bad again. Like, And I'm just like, we need an average here. <laughs> we can't keep doing this. You're basically flipping a coin. Um, but uh, I, I, Mulch doesn't have a special dice. He has he has d6s that are special to him. But <laughs> other than that, I'm still figuring out what his are. Oh yeah, it. Uh, I actually, I guess I could just send you um, the pick. But like, yeah, I, I basically drew a little profile. Yeah, any you pictures you have it. of Beecher, I would love because I will use one for like the picture. And if you have like a before and after, mm -hmm. since you said he went through a redesign. Uh, no, it's 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 a big redesign, and honestly, I still haven't even finished drawing the party because I just feel like I can never do justice to it. Oh yeah, no. We we have such a rotating cast too. Like it's we not... had my favorite character mm -hmm. Droop, and uh, who? Oh man, that's such a tragic story. Uh, I I I'm, I'm choked up just thinking about <laughs> I it. I never had the pleasure of meeting Droop, and it doesn't sound like I'm gonna. Dro yeah, Droop Droop was like be I think Droop was Beecher's first true friend he was basically just a goblin we found in Glassstaff's mm -hmm. cave and he was just getting beat up by bugbears the party saved him Beecher didn't really much care for him he's just like oh can you fight he's like I'll try and then he just passes out anytime he sees blood and then Beecher was like alright if you want to be in our party you have to do this and I gave him like a sword and I had Glassstaff like he was dead on the ground I'm like you have to kill him you have to end his life and he's like, Ugh. oh my god! And he, he and the goblin stats were mm. garbage. He, I was like, there's no way he's gonna hit him. And then like, the boy hits him with like just barely one, just mm. barely got him. Because if I, he didn't, Alex is like, well, he's gonna escape. Last half's gonna be gone. And at that point, I've been like, dude, get the yeah. fuck out of here. And then he did it. And then I, I guess a relationship blossomed from there. I gave him. A crossbow and then he just ended up being our main damage dealer like a little goblin just ended up like it was actually a running joke like the boy couldn't miss like he was my he was like awesome i always protected him he was my mm. best friend and you know as the levels get harder he was getting downed a lot beecher was losing oh. his shit. he was getting neurotic yeah. but uh yeah there was this running joke where it's like he was a dead eye like with yeah. the crossbow we just max damage every time never missed and androste could not stop missing. yeah so I'm like, 
hey, <laughs> hey, Droop, uh, you want to give her a few pointers? And then it's like, Droop's like, sure, you just, and then she like just punches him right in the face. It's just like, dude. <laughs> she <laughs> like, was feeling threatened, you know, the new guy that's a little bit cooler. Exactly, like, it, <laughs> it's one of those classic moments where he's just like, he thinks he's trying to be helpful or like, forward something and then it just completely goes yeah man yeah i've i've heard references to droop in the past but i chalked it up to like ah i'm a late i'm a late party member so uh whoops oh basically your boy droop he just ended up turning into a bar guest and uh i guess for those who don't know it's just basically this massive cursed goblinoid kind of thing that was blessed or something and basically he turns into a giant freaking dire wolf and just he has to kill, I think, 13 hobgoblins to be into the, or be admitted into that god who gave him the gifts, Valhalla, or something like that. I, I, of course, I'm butchering this. I'm just speaking from complete memory. But he ended up being like even more powerful than our party at the time, and just ripped uh, the black spot, like yeah. Nazar, I think the black spider. That that fight was just trivial because he just ripped them all apart. That's not anywhere where I thought that was gonna go. No, I didn't either. he didn't die. He's that's his mission. And basically there was just he escaped and then Beecher was just like beside himself for a while. He just was like, I just lost my best friend, like he just turned into a demon and just ran off. But like like you better believe as soon as Alex introduced that, I was looking up thousands of different fucking pages of lore the that cure I could find. I was like, yeah. How do I <laughs> And then I found out it's like it's not quite a curse, it's more of a blessing. Yeah. Or the, that's how I that's how he described it, and that's kind of how I'm mm. seeing it. He's and getting a divine, basically, uh, uh, missive, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then and then Droop just turned into this fantastically powerful pe- person that we we ran into him later because I was like, I need closure. Like DM, you have to give me this, man. You yeah. Got to. And then we had this heartfelt goodbye, where it's Aww. just like we we met back up. He's like. He explained what his mission was. He had to kill 13 grand generals of the Hobgoblin army to be admitted into Valhalla or something like that. And so what I was are you like, doing? Let um, me. So, so then I'm like, you have to let me help you. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I clear up some shrubs. Yeah, you that's, know? Just cut some that's, grass. That's what I'm into now. But, uh, I've, I've been real into raisins lately. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But then it's like, um, I tried... <laughs> So then I'm like, well, let us help you. And he's like, no, I, I can't do that. So basically, after this big encounter where he was almost assassinated by a bunch of other people because of lore and stuff like that, like he was like, finally, you guys noticed I was f***ing you guys up. And then Droop just transforms into the giant beast mm-hmm. again. And then he's like, I think he's like turned to me and said, let's do one more for old <laughs> time's sake. And then I transformed into Beowulf. And we were just two massive, like, wolf-like animals just ripping people apart just like having a blast and that was the last i saw of droop and then he he just went off into the sunset you know titanic song was playing (laughs) it was just it was it was that was one of the like most emotional times in that uh session that i had and it was just great i think i'm gonna be he gave me a sending stone so i think i'm gonna be part of like the final Mm -hmm. kill but until then, it's just like, he's kind of always on the back of my mind. It's just like, I wonder if he's, my little buddy's doing good. And the other party members are just like, what the fuck? Like, you hated this guy. Like, what What happened? It's going to change, man. 
I know, and that's what I love. Like, it's just the development. Of, like, I really just started developing these characters, and they just, they just really just tug at my heart. Man, I love this. Like, I did not know. Like, again, I never had the pleasure of meeting Drew, and it's like even though I sit in on some of y'all session and or sessions, y'all had been playing for a good chunk of time before I even remotely started to, and just hearing this this whole fight this whole production that I had no idea about and like to be fair my characters probably wouldn't either and so like <laughs> it's I'm sitting here going like oh my god when is this oh my, this sounds dramatic like the oh man like I'm en- enamored by this and oh yeah and like, it's this is very real I, like <laughs> friendship that you made with this character mm-hmm. who won that was Played by, my played by your brother like, like <laughs> it's like hey, your dm and like it's it's so pure like mm-hmm. it was and yeah it was it was definitely an emotional time it was fantastic like i think i gave him because we got like a medal of honor for like saving mm-hmm. the town and i just gave it to him i'm like don't forget us when you go to valhalla yeah. Blood. and it's just like Ah oh, man, it was just such an emotional moment, and I just live for moments like that. Oh, in D&D. that's so good. No, and this is the, this is the kind of stuff that like makes me f- firmly believe. Like Alex is a great DM, and because it's he he put you in this place to make this friend to have this moment to do like the rewarding thing, which wasn't like. Some people like play to get the imaginary gold or whatever. You 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 made a friend <laughs> that you'll never forget, and like, oh, this is such a good game. Skyrim can't do that. <laughs> exactly, like they, they fail every time. It's just like I, I I got a different kind of bug. I can't play those games anymore. They're just not. They just don't hold the same yeah. fulfillment. God, it's so pure. We've hit the part of the show where I'm sitting there like, oh, I'm like the speechless part because I'm just so floored by an idea. It seems that, you know, Beecher's just a friendly, generous soul who, you know, understandably, like, you know, some he sometimes he can't read a room or so, but he does his best otherwise. And I think that's really wholesome. Um, mm-hmm. And so far, I mean, like, there hasn't been... Yeah, there, I mean, there's been some times where it's just like, he hasn't been the greatest, but like it's also like it was because someone else was being a total. Mm-hmm. Like I think Andraste came on. Uh, this is a big like, you know, in um, what's it? Neverwinter Gate, mm-hmm. I guess. Like a big controversy between our party. I think you were I there was. for it too. When I liked Lord Neverember, which was a character like NPC. He's just the leader of Neverwinter. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. But like I liked him. He was a cool guy. He. I like the character, and Beecher just likes a lot of people in mm. general. And then she was openly defiant towards someone. He's like I, a guard. Not, I mean, considered a friend. Yeah, like openly defiant to like bring knives into this man's home when like the rules just keep it at the door. Don't be. A, and he's like, "Hey, mm. don't be." So he just was like, "Hey, you have knives." And then the guard tackles her, takes her knives, and then she just was like pouting the whole time. And I'm like, I mean, just. Good. Yeah, I remember sitting there. This was my this was like my first impression did. to the party, also in general. And I remember being like, "Oh sh, we got a narc!" And it just and like that's <laughs> it's part of like I when I play Fallout when I play stuff like that, I'm all I always I'm like I I always keep that mother 
thing on me. Like, there is not a moment when I try to go in somewhere without something on me, just in case. And, like, I just never remember. I, I, I couldn't stand. Like, I don't know if it was, like, maybe he didn't vote for him or something. I don't know what the deal was. But I was just, like, I didn't trust him. And, um, which I feel like I, if, if Alex decides to give me some, like, how is his political leanings are or like what he does for like the downtown area or something like that. Like, I feel like maybe I can come up with an in-context reason, like why mm-hmm. they didn't really like care too much for it. But I'm also the type of person that that was a, dis- if you want to keep your stuff on them, that was, that's your decision. Or this is, again, this is a first impression. And I was like, that was, he just ratted her out. What's he going to do when he finds out that I'm strapped? Like the, Oh my dude, God. Like, Cause would've. that bag of holding was filled with so much shit. And I'm telling you, like, there would have been hell to pay. Like, you try to get that, that alchemist fire, like, that's snatched in his belt loop that's hidden or whatever. Like, You know what? That that brings up a good point. So if they ever, like, take my weapons, that's my least damaging yeah. thing I have on my person. They can't strip me of my spells. It's like, I guess speech would be like, and that oh, was yeah, kind sure, of the thing was, um, if you want. Like, I remember you're still in uh, danger. <laughs> one of the points, or at least from my collection of it was that the knives were hidden so they were kind of like her spells i guess and that was the because she was like yeah i'll drop my weapons mm-hmm. and you're like wait don't you have like whatever it's like oh yeah you got wife hey she's got knives and i was sitting there thinking like well i'm a spellcaster, but you know you don't see me leave my satchel here that i need like and when i was telling her like we're gonna be good it was because like i had like 40 ninja stars and like because i had anything that wasn't bolted down in that dungeon it was in that bag that i had I was like, we're going to be good just in case. And you're like, you're going to be what? And I was like, we're going to be nothing. Like, <laughs> like, even though, like, Beecher, like, very friendly, very upfront guy in that sense. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, why would you lie? We're going to do the good thing, you know? Like, be playing him as elf, uh, like, makes sense. Yeah, and, that, and I think in, like, one of the PlayStations we had where it's, like, we were raided by oh, yeah. a female group of mercenaries Bless. or something like that. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, Al- our DM had, like, a whole thing planned where we had to go storm the castle and do all this stuff. And Beach is like, you know what? I fucking had it. Like, this this island sucks. Take me to your leader. I don't yeah. care. I want to know what the hell's going on here. And <laughs> he just skipped over everything. It's like, that, that was one thing where it's like, he just, he just, something wasn't right and he didn't trust him. So he's not completely trusts everyone, but for the most part, he's just like, Oh yeah, you have the best intentions. Like even even on that island, he's like, "This is weird," but I don't think it's that yeah. weird. Until until we got into the church, and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, uh, this, this smells so, some bad juju. This is some bad." Juju. I for one, I'm really glad that Beecher decided to do that because uh, that lended to some great role playing opportunities. Like I, I'm so glad. I was like, "No, I'm. You guys can do whatever you want. I want off this island. My boat's destroyed. Yep. I'm stuck on this stupid island with a bunch of dumb, happy idiots that don't." That just are just taking whatever come what may, and it's just this island is miserable. There's no bees. There's no honey. Take me your away. Your boat. Tell me about your boat. Tell me about oh Beecher's boat. Oh my god, boat. I don't think I have the emotional fortitude to. <sighs> so if memory serves, Man, this was a folding. It was boat, a folding correct? boat. It was the. It was one of Beecher's prized possessions, mm-hmm. uh, and he he named it just simply the course. A beautiful boat. He was pretty big. Tried to play, paint it black and yellow, but you know, I think he only got one line of yellow on there somewhere because <laughs> that's, that's on a time yeah. crunch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we hired a whole crew to take us to this island to meet a legendary hero. 
And then a fucking Kraken came up, destroyed his mm. boat, destroyed his, the entire party, like TPK'd, and then we just washed up on this crappy shore with a bunch of peasants. Mm. And Beecher was just like, the only thing that was left of his boat was the simple plank of wood that said the queen. And he just leaves the bar and just pensively stares out into the ocean. You know, they, s- they say just... the happiest moments of a man's life are when, they, when he buys his boat and when, in the, when it gets crashed up on shore. <laughs> By a kraken. <laughs> when it gets destroyed by the kraken. <laughs> <laughs> so he loved that freaking boat. I bought like three months provisions, a oh, whole crew. No. And not only did they destroy my crew, they destroyed my oh, boat. They destroyed my provisions. And all I have is the simple plank of wood of the queen, which I used. I think I shillelied it at the end when I was fighting the kraken. I'm like, this, like, because we, we resaw the mm-hmm. kraken, and I'm like, no. This is justice, and then I just shillelagh the the plank of wood that says the queen, and just start hitting the kraken, just hitting it. It di- didn't do much damage, but it was poetic. Yeah, it's poetic. That I'm I gonna need. tell you, I glossed completely over it, but called the queen when we were playing. Like, like just <laughs> it, I was like, yeah, the queen. That sounds pretty boatly. Complete, like as if I had never ever met Beecher and and the whole yeah, and uh, like, uh, the the I don't know the bee thing. Now you know there's a fella that might be able to help you craft that into an actual wooden weapon in which you could shillelagh all the time, and hopefully we'll be seeing him again soon. I I think I think I'm just gonna make it into a tombstone and just put it on oh. the island to represent the loss of the queen, the crew, and all the people, including Andraste's girlfriend. Already. I mean, she may not be gone. She was beheaded. Her head has left her body. Um, she is no more. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying Dale works in mysterious ways, buddy. You're going to make her into a mushroom? You're just going to make her into a fungus? I mean, not necessarily, but I'm just saying that wouldn't it be poetic if the girl that was beheaded by the, the Kraken had something to do with the Kraken's undoing? Oh, that would be nice, too. But I think Andrasi's like, well... As as oh, far wow. as girlfriend potential, yeah, it seems yeah. Unfortunately, folks, this is actually after Andraste's episode. The girlfriend we mentioned was recently beheaded. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Andraste's and, taking yeah, in stride, which you know, like it, it was it was just a one night thing. And according to her yeah, interview, you know, whatever. When people have their use, that's it, and she doesn't get attached <laughs> or whatever. Which that might be Andraste, but okay, but yeah. like. I think like that, that actually, it's a character thing for Arlo. Actually, I think like not because he happened to be playing Yahtzee outside their window, but like it's <laughs> uh, it's more like these people took him in and like welcomed him in, and it's very clear that he that doesn't happen very often. So I feel like he's like these almost became like a a, a, fa- a found family for him, and then one was just beheaded, and uh, I don't think he's too happy about that. Yeah, that. It, our last session ended on a cliffhanger, and I don't know. Dude, I'm so glad I'm off this. next Sunday. Like, I may not be able to be in the room with them, but like, I gotta, I gotta save her. She may not be the Hold same. On, but let me, let me, let me tie you off real quick. Gotta get that fixed. I've been like, literally, <laughs> I'm just sitting around. Like, I was this morning, cup of coffee, bagel, my spell book. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? Like, cause I mean, I got some ideas. Uh, I think she's, I think she's toast. She might not be the same ever again, but <laughs> she. At the very least, I might be able to give her some semblance of a revenge. Sometimes the failures are more rewarding oh than successes. Oh my god, that bar fight. I'm so glad that Andraste that talked about it. That bar fight was fantastic. So, okay, we have Andraste's <laughs> outlook. How was the bar fight for you, Beecher? Oh, the bar fight for Beecher was fantastic. He, he actually was like, 
he always eggs uh, Temple Toad. Like, I guess this is his inner, like, deceit coming out. But he's like, Temple Toad has, like, strength gauntlet. So she's, like, super OP mm. with strength. So I was like, just challenge these idiots to some arm wrestling things and let's get some easy gold. So we did that. Didn't work out like we thought it no. would at all. And Beach is just like, oh, this is not going well. And he's like, well, we tried, but like it just kept escalating. And he's just like, and this is one of the times where he like had nothing to do with it. Like usually he's the cause of all of the escalation of all of like the emotions. Like the NPCs start hating the party because he doesn't understand like what he's saying is particularly insulting mm-hmm. or something like that. But this is the one time where it's like our first bar fight. Like, we pissed off a bunch of NPCs, and, like, Beecher had almost no hand in it. So he's just sitting at the bar, and he's just, like, drinking in the chaos that was finally not his. And he's just drinking a beer yep. and just chilling, watching all this insanity unfold. Like, Tippletoe's destroying the entire, like, bar. She was a monster. And, and Droste was floundering about and then put herself to sleep, to which Beecher was like, I don't want this crazy train to end. Smashes a bottle over her head to wake her up. Yeah, because like, she's back not. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tap out. You're back in. <laughs> and Beach, like I said, he just drank and just sat and drank in the chaos that was not born of him. And he, just, it was one of my favorite role playing moments too, because he's the like the one calm like, guy in that storm. Wow, I did not do this. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's weird being on the other end. <laughs> so this is what it's like. No, like sometimes I'm a burden to everybody. Sometimes <laughs> not acting is a great option. Like, cause everything felt right about. Even though, like, you know, it it sometimes gets really bogged down to be in the same fight for a very long time. We were in that bar fight for ages. Mm-hmm. I ain't never been in a bar fight in real life, nor in D and D. So, like, that was a good, fun experience, and just everything was perfect about it. Like. The fact that we were about <laughs> yeah, to find out how long a dwarf can hold his breath just because Tippletoe had him in a headlock for a, <laughs> a good long time. And then, like, Andraste putting herself to sleep, which was hilarious. Like, could not <laughs> have been more comedically timed. And, like, just Beecher just sitting back, just like, huh, yeah. And it's like, of course, in a bar fight, you know, clearly, like, drinks are just going to sit out because everybody's distracted. So he's just taking sippies. You know, just like, hmm, that's nice. That's got a good head to it. Mm, I don't like the mouthfeel on that. Just like going around getting norovirus probably, but like. That's essentially what he did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then he's just like every now and again throwing out a spell to help out like a strength check or something. But otherwise he's just like, this is. Yeah. Huh. Like. This is pretty nice. That was such a fun <laughs> session. Like, oh, it felt so right. And and just like the sometimes it's fu- and like I think I think it was like my DM. He's like, I can't believe like your first bar fight, and you didn't cause yeah. it. Like your character didn't cause it. It was the most mild mannered character that did, and just went full absolute animal. That mode. was a really tough moment for my character because he is. I was trying to figure out what he was gonna do. To be honest, like I was, I was out of sorts just because I was like, I don't want to kill anybody. I realize that it's my party that's being that are being the jackasses. I don't want them to get hurt because I, I am. I say I'm the party's healer. I'm not. I am the party's flex, and just like I'll do something. Like I'm here. Like <laughs> and and I was like, well, they're already getting the shit kicked out of them. 
looks like tipple toe's good over there. Like, <laughs> I don't need to jump in that. <laughs> so I just remember, like, uh, I'm going to try to keep people off tipple toe because she has the se- <laughs> she has the second lowest health after me. And I just, like, ran in. And, like, I was strongly, strongly considering breaking a chair and shillelaying that just for flavor because of just, mm-hmm. like, the sh- or just picking up a chair and just like, all right, we're in a bar fight. This is what you do, right? Like it was, <laughs> this is fun. And then like, and then the guy just like bonked on the head with his shield, just like holding it like a dinner plate, turns around and just lays him out. And it was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, this short guy is tough. Cause like I'm, we were a bar full of dwarves and he's six foot four. I'm surprised he wasn't dragging his head on the ceiling. Like, and like, that was just a sh- show and it was easily some of the most fun i've ever had um oh yeah like and that was kind of the cool thing too because i I was able to let that all happen because at the end of the day i'm the tank and i could have easily like destroyed one one wild shape yeah it's one of those like uh but i was like you know what it's better if i just we have done a very healthy very comprehensive look into beecher and a few other things i think actually I feel like this is pretty well-rounded. Is there any, like, parting thoughts you have for Beecher or about Beecher or where you would like to take him next? I know you talked about, like, s- becoming a bee or being, like, serving the queen bee to her extent. Where do you think Beecher is at level 20? Oh, man, I don't I don't know if he'll ever get that because at that point you're just practically a god. Um, hmm. I... The weird thing is, like, my, my DM and I are talking about, like, hey, how about I just have a spin-off kind of, like, side quest of Beach, like a DLC for our campaign. And so far, he seems pretty receptive to it, and I have absolutely massive plans for what, for Beecher's origins. The 100 He's going to go back to the colony. He's going to go back to the colony, like, it's, I've, like, written more than I've ever written in my entire life hmm. just like about his story and all the characters that he's met and developed and it's going to be it's going to be pretty wild. I see Beecher it may just be like because just like the boy loves bees either like he is either like a Johnny Appleseed type character where he like is this cryptid essentially that just goes around and like <laughs> takes care of like wild nests that show up in people's garbage cans and they're like oh shit <laughs> and instead of like them torching the garbage can he just comes by like literally they're like oh no we'll we'll deal with this tomorrow and then like they turn and it's gone and it's like it was Johnny Applebead and like and, and <laughs> he just leaves a leaves a stick of honey on the yeah, porch or something yeah he's like the honey fairy almost just like he he takes care of him. <laughs> oh yeah like definitely every time i see a bee now i'm just like i have like a whole new respect for them i've also done almost too much research now into bees i know a little bit too much now yeah so if you i guess like to i keep i gotta find a more natural way to do this and I, every single time i say that i just keep that sentence in the episode i guess as a joke or something but any like parting thoughts with beecher or anything like that any like excitement towards your next character or, or or like are you excited about your next character are you afraid to move away from beecher or just more like a morbid curiosity i don't know if you have anything you want to plug this will be a moment to do that too not that i know if you do or not but that's why i'm keeping the floor open i keep this part vague on purpose yeah any parting thoughts hmm 
Nah, just be your best self. That's pretty much it. No plugs. Don't have a Twitter, Facebook. Just may your words always be honeyed. All right, but no, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a, <laughs> it's a, been a hell of a blast, dude. And thank you so much for telling me about your elf. <laughs> no problem. Happy to do it. Mm-hmm.